When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a Planners and Wine production. What's up, guys? And a welcome back to Reality in Wine. This is your girl, Meg, and I am here with my amazing friend, Lore. How are you, girl? Hello, hello. I am doing so great. We're in December. We're my favorite mm-hmm. month of the year. Same. Um, you know, New York does, is acting up too cold mm-hmm. outside right now, mm-hmm. but can't. <laughs> besides that, can't complain. <laughs> no, no, same here. I love December and I'm still like, I, I just don't even know what to do with myself. The fact that this year is almost over, like, oh my goodness, me and Myra talk about it on the, on the episode uh, this week. And I, this year has just completely flown by. It's insane that it's already December and we're going through the holidays and all that. And it's just, whew, it's been a whirlwind. It has a whirlwind. It has been a whirlwind year, but I do what, one thing I do love about December, like, it's just so fun. It's just so fun. Like, like, that's what I love about, like, people are in a good mood. Like Mm -hmm. we have fun drinks that are coming up, fun Mm -hmm. decorations, like fun movies. Like it's been so great. Like we're in vlogmas season now. Mm -hmm. So like people are doing it on YouTube, on Instagram, on lives. Like it's, it's so fun. jealous that you get to spend uh christmas time in new york everybody <laughs> knows that that's like epic you know what i'm saying it's like legendary like how does yeah. it feel to be in new york at christmas time oh i will say it's been it's been i am such a like tourist at heart like even mm. when i've lived places for years yeah. i mean i'm definitely still a tourist in new york like i moved here three months ago so like mm-hmm. you know i'm not gonna i'm not a new york native by any means like mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm super excited to be here. I am going tomorrow to the Christmas markets in Bryant Park. Yes. Um, and next weekend we're going ice skating in Central Park. So like I love I, it. I'm, I'm I'm I was thinking about you today. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to vlog it. Like Meg's gonna want to see this. Yes, I have to see it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I know it's gonna be so much fun. So yes, I'll just live vicariously through you. Please do. And if anyone has any like New York recommendations of like things they saw on tiktok or pinterest or like set please send them yep. to me yep absolutely absolutely before we get started on all this bachelor stuff quickly i just <laughs> wanted to shout out myra's mom who apparently listens to reality and wine oh my <laughs> god so hi myra's mom <laughs> yes thank you so much for listening oh my gosh yeah, we're, so- we're we're roping everyone in one yes. by one into bachelor nation absolutely seriously even though yeah yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so first things first, we talked about on the last episode, uh, Katie and Blake officially announcing their breakup, and I didn't even know this until me and Laura were texting the other day, Katie already has a new boo, and it's somebody from her season, right? 
Meg, this is so messy. (laughs) This is so messy. So I will like in full transparency, like have been traveling for the past couple of weeks, like have spent lots of time in hotel rooms, like hanging out on TikTok and Mm -hmm. this like blew up on social media, probably not on everyone's social media, but my social media, because it's so (laughs) bachelor nation focused. Um, But okay. So this is so, so messy. So Blake and her broke up and obviously Mm -hmm. like everyone has their own opinions. They have that, whatever, like sad that they broke up. Yep. That's just, it sucks. Breakups suck. We all know that. Yes. So Taylor Swift released her new album, right? Like Taylor's album. Yep. And essentially she's releasing for anyone who doesn't know, like she released all of her most famous songs, but like her version. So like, like re-releasing them. Yeah. Yeah. She was re-releasing them and she's like throwing so much shade and like, you know, mm-hmm. just like it was, it's been a great anthem to like end out the year. Right? It really has. Yep. Santa Girl sen- Autumn is in full yes. swing. <laughs> that and then Adele, like, yes. come on. <laughs> but so in this album, essentially, like, it's a, like each song, like most of her popular songs are like about a breakup or, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, I love Taylor Swift's music because Me I too. truthfully feel like it's, she's like, it's like closure. Like, I feel yep. like every single one of her songs are closure for her. Yep. And anyway, so Katie did this thing on Instagram called 12 Days of Messy. And for each day, <laughs> I can't even I'm get shaking through. my head. I'm shaking my head. I already. can't even get through this. But for each day, she put, like, she put up a Taylor Swift song and then she called out a guy from her season. Yes. Okay. So when you say called out, did she just tag him or did she like have something to say about him? Like how, how, what is, what is the level of the calling out that we're talking about? So the about? ones that I saw, I'm literally going to pull up the 12 days of messy because it, it's like on the daily news.com. I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> I know. So it's the 12 days of messy. And so okay. essentially she would put the song and she would be like day one and she would just put their name. So okay. like day one song was we're never getting back together and it was Mm -hmm. day one Blake so like that's messy and they were it was like supposed to be like an amicable like breakup so why would that song I would think that would be like for Greg or somebody right Right. well she didn't she didn't even include yeah Greg which was like the T and then like day two she was like uh she chose run from Taylor Swift which it says the vault tracks with Ed Sheeran um and there was a little piece of paper where it said, I'll wait for you. And so mm-hmm. that one was Andrew because like he, mm-hmm. remember he left for he his was son. Really, yeah. He was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then like day three was girl at home and it was Aaron and James. So essentially like she okay. just, and then like, I knew you were trouble. We all know that Taylor Swift bop yep. was Thomas. And so like, why does yeah. she include Thomas that he's in a whole new relationship? He's literally like probably engaged to Becca Kufrin right now. Right. I hope he didn't even acknowledge it on well, his Well, and the thing, the, so like at first a couple of days we were like, haha, Katie, you're messy. Like, yeah. whatever. This is kind of funny. But then when it started like really getting into this, like on day four, yeah. Becca Kufrin unfollowed her and like she just started losing a bunch of mm. people because it was just kind of like, hey, like The Bachelor is a weird situation. It's yeah. a like, it's a weird like fantasy type reality type she's TV acting show. like they like, are real exes right you know and like <laughs> technically yeah. they're your ex but like yeah. I don't I don't here's a question for the listener like how long are you dating someone or like in a situation ship till someone's your ex you, you know 
always hate because you know how much I hate <laughs> the men tell all and the women tell all. I always hate when they're like when Chris Harrison used to be like, so um Colton, how does it feel to be in a room with all your exes? Like, okay, yes, they dated, but they are kind they of. are not exes, exes. Like, like you know, they were not in a long term relationship individually. Like, no, not it's at like all. how in college everybody dates everybody, so everybody's exes. It's almost like right. that. You know. Oh. Also, apologies here. Andrew was um, the uh, the guy who kept talking in a British accent. Oh, that's not the father guy? No, that's oh. Michael. Michael oh, okay, was, okay. don't worry, yeah. Michael was on here, but Michael mm-hmm. was on day seven for mm-hmm. I Almost Do. Oh, I love that song. I know, sweet. I love that song. Yeah, that's so. But that's not the one that she's dating, though, right? No, no. So, so did get the guy this. that she's dating get one? Um. So okay. So get all of this. So all of this is going on, right? Yeah. And you're like, Katie, what the what the hell is going on with you? Right. Like, are you okay? And obviously, she's getting a bunch of shade for this. And I will say, like, I, it's funny. I'm like, Katie, what's going on? Are you okay, girl? And right. then she she posted like if what's that quote like if you can't handle me at my worst then like you'll never deserve me at my best and we're all like what katie girl the the answer to your question is no she's not okay like Like, she's just not okay (laughs) not so anyway the guy that she's dating now and i it's gotten messier since we've talked but um the guy that she's dating now, she's been posting him on her Instagram for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And he was on her season. His name is John. And he was let go week two. So like, we, we don't know him. Okay, pause. Because I was wondering, because I didn't remember <laughs> him. So I figured he had been let go early. How do you let somebody go that early and then turn back around and date them? Because like, like, at least Peter only dated like his top 10 <laughs> or something like that. Right. So it was like, essentially, they live in the same city or something like that, either, or they're in the same friend circle. That part was a little weird. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but she released then like at the end of 12 days of messy, she like released this video. Yeah. And it was like her being like, I'm in love with like, they're actively like, this is the love of my life. Like, I'm so in love with this person. Um, and the funny part, it's not funny, but in the video mm-hmm. of that she released of them, Blake is in the video. Like there's a scene where they're like all three hanging out in the video of her releasing that she's so now in a relationship with You John. think that was taken when her and Blake were still together and they were just yes. hanging out with him? Yeah, I think that, that I think either oh, wow. he's in the same city or yeah. like in the same friend group. Enough so that like he was yeah. hanging out with. So and they were together. Wow. Right. So that I had told you that story. Here's yeah. the more that I found. John went to Reddit to explain uh-huh. his side of the story because, you know, Reddit is, you mm-hmm. know, where all the, all the great people go to explain right. their story. Right, for sure. And he, he typed this massive, I'll send it to you. Like if it was shorter, I would read it here, but I'm, yeah. we're not going to. But he just typed out this massive thing of like, listen, you guys will never understand what happens. But like, I want you to know that like, I started falling in love with this wonderful woman, like since the day that I've met her. And then imagine that like you two become friends after the show and like your initial feelings for her just keep growing. And he was like, I promise we didn't act on it 
at all, like until her and Blake were over, but then like her and Blake were over and I was helping her get through it. And like, we just realized how in love we are and like, imagine being with someone, but like, I couldn't take her out on a date. I couldn't go anywhere with her because then people were going to spec, like just rambling on essentially telling his side of the story. I'll say I'll say it was very mature the way he wrote it. Great writing. Yeah. Like, you know, if he needs a job blogging, he'd do great. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, now she's with John. Okay. So <laughs> that was a lot of information. <laughs> give me your thoughts and then I will give you my thoughts about so, just to wrap all that up. I don't spend much time on Reddit. It's not yeah. my social media of Mine choice, either. but obviously like I was on it since I was dealing with what this was going through and then Mm -hmm. there was like all this other things like she posted a picture with her and John and then like a bunch of people were commenting and were like you emotionally cheated on Blake like this is so messy like I know Blake didn't do this you did this and then Blake's mom was liking other people's comments so then like like agreeing with that type of stuff yeah right right so what do I think is it suspicious a hundred percent yeah you know but like do I also think that the bachelor gives like this false sense of like romance and happiness and Mm -hmm. all of these things a hundred percent do I think this made Katie more interesting also a hundred percent (laughs) okay um I also like again like Katie's not my I'm like uh yeah yeah I'm doing her thing whatever about her I I think that and this is what I thought during Katie's season as well I feel like Katie is a person who really 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 wants to be in love wants to have her fairy tale wants to have her happy ending and this John guy is is just giving me rebound vibes yeah. you know what I'm saying like I truly believe that had Greg not did all this she did that she would have been with him but since he left and she was just so dedicated to the process she had to figure yeah. out how to make it work so that's why she chose Blake we all knew that wasn't going to work out and you know I'm glad they didn't even waste too much of each other's time and I think it probably did happen how that guy said it like you know I was there for her when she was going through this and she kind of strikes me as somebody who doesn't love being alone yeah um and I feel yeah. like he was there when she wanted somebody and he made himself available to her so she's just gonna ride with it I'm just I just don't understand why we had to know right like I think it was I (laughs) think it was messy like I think it was messy and kind of like what they ended up saying is that like we wanted to go public with our relationship because like we wanted to be able to go out to dinner with each other and we wanted to kiss in public we wanted to be able to do these things yeah which I get and like you know she has a million followers on Instagram you know like she she was the bachelor like I get it um that being said like I also I like think Blake while boring is a great guy so like you know Mm -hmm. I hope that he is able like I could just only imagine having one of my friends like date my ex fiance have it be and like have it be this major I mean we're not even through the next bachelorette season no no we are literally in currently in the bachelorette season yeah I mean honestly I think that Katie is a hypocrite I feel like she showed when the Greg situation and her reaction to that at the final rose that she can be a woman scorned you know what I'm saying like she can definitely get her feelings hurt very easily which I totally understand in that situation but had the situation been opposite and Blake weeks after their breakup is traipsing around with somebody who you know somebody else from um the season that she was on that she was really really close to and they all hung out in the group she would be acting a damn fool about it so it's just insensitive to me because I just feel like it's clearly her personality that this would not be cool to her but it's okay that she's doing it that's why it's just giving hypocrite it's giving like 
15 minutes of fame wanting more attention because she could have went on about her life with her rebound and we just didn't have to know about it. I mean, hell, her and Blake were in a relationship secretly for months because of the show. Right. She could have been in a relationship with this guy for months secretly also. And yeah. they're probably going to break up before 2022 <laughs> anyway. So we never had to know about it. That's my issue. <laughs> It was yeah. super insensitive and I feel like she's a hypocrite. I really, really do. And girl, I can't look, I'm sure whenever they break up, you know, we'll probably be done with this season of reality and wine. We'll have to come back for like a quick <laughs> bonus, bonus episode <laughs> to deep dive into that breakup and how this was literally just a rebound and just well, I like and I I will feel bad about that because John seems great. Mm-hmm. Like John's yeah. legitimately seems great seems Mm -hmm. awesome like you know and yeah I mean there's a reason why she sent him home the second week right wasn't attracted to him or wasn't into him or it was something else like that doesn't just change six months Katie wanted to end up with Greg like she she Mm -hmm. wanted to end up with Greg and it sucks or uh uh Michael A Michael yeah yeah or Michael Mm -hmm. that's who she wanted to end up with I stand on that yeah I think so too I think so too so yeah, girl, Katie, girl, this is <laughs> Katie. This so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like this is that it? Huh? Okay, so we are back talking about Bachelor oh Nation gosh. books. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about celebrity quotation books. I just you know so <laughs> Hannah. Okay, so you live in you live in uh, you're back in the South. So mm-hmm. do you know what Hannah's book is called? Uh, what is like god bless this hot mess or something like that <laughs> bless this mess, <laughs> bless this mess. <laughs> i'm shocked uh, i have god in the title um but yeah so hannah brown's book has come out apparently it's an easy read i've read some like i, synops- I bet it's i bet it's an easy read it yes <laughs> <laughs> i've read some so, like some reviews of it synopses or whatever and mm-hmm. um apparently it's juicy tea about how like essentially well her and tyler her and peter Mm -hmm. how her and peter slept together like while his season i'm telling you the tea is hot i (laughs) saw that so guys okay just so y'all know (laughs) peter ended up getting engaged to hannah ann broke up with hannah ann and got tried to get back with maddie obviously that didn't work because his mother is insane and but in between maddie and hannah ann there was hannah slept with his timeline was literally so apparently so hannah brown came back on his season it was part of her contract that she had to come back so she came back and peter had said that night she says this in the book i'll leave the bachelor for you like if you want to be together like i y'all should see meg's face right now (laughs) Uh, he said i will leave the bachelor to be with you and she was like no 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 like da 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 and so essentially like because then peter has a podcast now as does Mm -hmm. everyone in bachelor nation and hey yo here we are (laughs) (laughs) um but so peter had his podcast and he had said like i yes i would have left for her and then also like producers were essentially saying like, we're going to try to get Hannah to come back on your season. Like, don't worry, like, yeah. don't leave now. Like, don't like, you're doing great as a bachelor, but like, we're going to get Hannah Brown back on your season, yeah. which like they obviously didn't. Right. Um, but so, yes. Yeah, so then that happens. So he gets engaged to Hannah Ann while he's engaged to Hannah Ann, she like finds out that sh- he still has feelings for Maddie. Mm-hmm. So Hannah Ann breaks up with him. Yep. 
he starts to try to chase Maddie. Maddie's like, uh, I don't know. And in this like, uh, I don't know stage, he then goes and sleeps with Hannah Brown. Uh, and then like, they were like, oh, we're, you know, like, we're not going to continue a relationship. So then he goes back to uh, Maddie. They don't work out because his mom is Barb. And then he gets (laughs) with Kelly and they like two weeks before pandemic. Yeah. And then they live together for six months. Right. And then they break up. Okay. So y'all, I feel like Peter does not get the credit that he deserves for being the worst bachelor of all time. I feel like people still think of Juan Pablo is the worst bachelor because he was like a like outwardly an asshole whereas peter is like outwardly nice but he's not he's not a nice guy no (laughs) like he can't make decisions like he he is running around like he's a flake he is a mama's boy he is probably a sex addict who knows like peter has too much going on so much but he's so you know he's he's gorgeous with a great smile and a great job and he's a, he seems like a very i'm sure he's probably a nice person maybe he's a lot of fun but like yeah, i don't think i can settle fun. down with him absolutely not a- absolutely not like, and i look hannah, at the two i look at the two people yeah. that he was like supposed to settle down with right like hannah ann now has like a cooking instagram and like Girl. bakes and is like a baking influencer what? and maddie is literally the next sadie robertson yeah like what yeah Peter, you were that was never your type no i'm so sorry if no one told you but no, I'm telling none of you. those three people were ever on any planet ready to get married or engaged mm-hmm. ever 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 and like and i feel like the main re like kelly it took her dating him like outside of the show to realize that he is just immature he's a frat boy he's a party guy like he has not grown out of that part of his life he thinks he's still in college he moves like he's still in college basically well he was literally like when the pandemic before we got hit with the uh, two new variants hey oh um which is awful (laughs) actually it's awful this is very dark (laughs) Um, but he was like on people's tiktoks like they would be like mm-hmm. oh my roommate brought home peter weber like i'm having breakfast and peter weber is in my apartment just gross. Like, weird but just speaking gross. of kelly kelly put on her instagram that apparently she has a book coming out as well so girl who kelly, knows what you're gonna you didn't even win like kelly, kelly i'm so sorry you didn't even to win. say that we want <laughs> to hear like we heard about the producers locking you in a closet i don't know what other information that we have you're just gonna tell us what an f-boy peter is and it's like sweetheart we already know we try to tell you right so. right right so but now we have some this 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 next news actually really took me out took me a oh, couple girl. days to process I know. You, do you want to announce it? Because I'm still in mourning. <sighs> yeah. So Tasha and Zach, <gasps> they said they were on a break. Did they mm-hmm. say the word breakup or break? Is it over? So, okay. So actually, you know, I'm coming in with the tea. So yes. um, they have not officially said anything. However, it is speculated that on after the final rose, Tasha will be speaking about it. Mm. So like neither of them have officially said anything. A yeah. couple like quote unquote insider sources from Tasha's team have yeah. come out and said things. But I think, you know, Bachelor knows that like um, this will be big news. And so yeah. they want to have their spin on it. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty yeah. official that's really sad um I, I I liked them together even though I just I never felt like they were a great match I just thought that they were two great people and they and you know they had a nice connection but I don't know I just feel like their lifestyles just felt way mm-hmm. too different um just everything about them was just 
total polar opposites and yes opposites attract sometimes but I feel like you got to have something in common <laughs> with the person that you're dating I didn't feel like they had much in common to be honest especially not for like a long-term mm-hmm. connection because I don't think he cares about being in the spotlight I not think at all. she definitely does she wants to yeah. be hosting and you know all those things like that so but yeah that, that sucks no it was really sad I mean I think they have been the couple I mean the I mean how many couples have gotten engaged in the past what five years of bachelor that haven't like Mm -hmm. and they were like the only ones who felt like they were going to stay together I feel like this was just such a major blow for everyone in bachelor nation I think um well also too because like they're both quote-unquote older Mm -hmm. quote-unquote more mature um and they really seem like if any two couples were going to make it it would be them like she moved from California to New York so yeah you know, I think like it was, she was dead serious about their relationship for yeah, sure. Yeah. I also think too, like, I don't know. I was talking with, to one of my friends about this, like their episode, their season, Clacia's season was the first season of bachelor, like in quarantine and don't like the season being at La Quinta sucked, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I don't know. There was kind of this, like, like we look at tiger King, remember that show? Yeah. Like, yeah, and cool. we kind of <laughs> hold it in like a special weird place of our heart. Yeah, of like, for sure. you know, like I, I think about tiger King and I'm like, Oh, my family all sat down during quarantine and we yeah. watched every single episode together. And I kind of feel that type yeah. of nostalgia for Tasha and Zach, you I know, think, I think a lot of us, as much as like quarantine kind of sucked at the time, I feel like a lot of us still kind of look back at that time and the things that mm-hmm. were like on TikTok and Netflix and all that. And it's kind of like, do I miss quarantine? Just a right. tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> you're like, I mean, I don't miss the pandemic, but like the quarantine right. part. <laughs> right. Cause we're still in the pandemic, but now we're right. just dealing with it while being outside. And so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. And I think there's something to be said also about beginning a relationship in the oh. middle of a pandemic while people are quarantined and not being out out and about. I mean, I'm sure that time they got to spend together in quarantine was great. And they probably had this like major culture shock once everybody was outside again. It probably kind of being in quarantine together probably felt like an extension of her bachelorette season because yeah. they were still able to just be so alone and so private and have all this time without all these eyes and everything like that on them. So yeah, I think maybe just yeah. the real world was just too, maybe too much for them. that. There were some rumors that came out. So I actually saw them both running. I saw them, uh, Peter did. Weber, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt and Tyler, Dr. Joe, um, running the New York marathon. I was like mm-hmm. sending my pictures <laughs> in video and video. Yeah. Yeah. You probably heard me screaming in the background. Like, oh. I did. Like, go Matt, go. <laughs> So cute. <laughs> um, uh, major fangirl moment. But yes. I so I saw them running the marathon together and it looks super mm. sweet, but apparently a bunch of stuff has come out afterwards that like she was like, Zach, I'm super tired. Like I want to stop. And he was like, No, like you have to push yourself. You have to like you have to keep going. And mm. you know, just like I don't know. I but I think and who's to like, I don't know, races. I love race culture, but race culture yeah. can be weird. But I truthfully think like what you were saying about like. I think the couples that do the best in Bachelor Nation kind of are both on the same wavelength. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, for example, like uh, Rachel Lindsay, you, I literally talk about her every every season. Yes, I love her. A picture just fell off my wall. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> A picture just fell off my wall. Love that. But um, 
I'm trying to hang a gallery wall. And so, oh, those are so cute. I can't, as we can hear how it's going, but, um, (laughs) it's okay. Rachel and Brian got off of their season and they both were like, we're going to focus on our careers. And like, they they're Mm -hmm. married now. And like, they both have had like Rachel went and did stuff with ESPN. Mm -hmm. She's now on extra. She's done bachelor podcast. She has her own podcast. Brian like opened up his own private practice, expanded his practice Mm -hmm. now has a bachelor nation podcast. So like, you know, I feel like they were on the yep. same wavelength of like, let's take this fame that we have. And like, for lack of better words, like, utilize let's, it. let's take the opportunities that we yep. have when we utilize it. And I look back at like Trista and whoever she married the firefighter man. Mm-hmm. And um, I think his name is Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> That's how I know him, the firefighter man. Um, and you look at Ari and Lauren and like, they were kind of all four of them were yep. like, we're going to step out of the public light. Like we yep. did bachelor and like, yep. that was good, but like, we're going to step out of the public light. And mm-hmm. so I look at, um, it reminds me of Claire and Dale a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, so many differences, but like Claire was like, I want to settle down and have babies. And Dale was like, I want to be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they had two different priorities with it. So I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Cause like you said, like you said, if you think about those couples who are making it work is because they are in it for the same reasons and they get off the show and they're, I mean, they just have it together. Like Ari and Lauren wanted to have a family right away and do and all they have that. three kids now. Yeah. They were on the same page. So you definitely have to be on the same page. And I think Zach was probably just ready to get back to his regular life. And Tasha is trying to, you know, stay in the spotlight. Cause that's what yeah. she likes. And that's where she wants her career to be, which is fine. But if that's not what he wants right I feel like this is like life advice like you Mm. and your partner should probably be on the same page when it comes to like your trajectory excellent advice which is why you guys should sit down and plan and Mm -hmm. think about goals and you know make sure that you guys are aligned on where you're going see you come you come to reality you get bachelor advice and Mm -hmm. life advice in the process absolutely absolutely like I have friends who it's like one of them wants to get married the other one doesn't one of them wants to have kids the other one doesn't yeah. one of them you know what I'm saying and it's just like I'm looking at y'all like how are y'all going to make this <laughs> work said, like somebody's gonna have to make some sacrifices mm-hmm. or y'all are gonna have to get on the same page and it's like you don't want one person to feel like they're the one who ha- who's having to sacrifice everything and then yeah. you're not sacrificing nothing so Mm. I feel it's like, I feel like it's either you're making decisions together or one person is making the decisions. Like I'm such a black and white person. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I was back in my dating days. I would be like, <laughs> either I'm going to marry this person or break up with them. There's no yep. alternative. Like right. those are the two things that, you know, for me and mm-hmm. what I hope my life trajectory is like, those are the two options. Mm-hmm. And all my friends would be like, Oh, that's so like, I'm like, that's the reality of it. <laughs> but, um, so well, you've always been so much sugar, I can tell. <laughs> I've just always been realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I feel like it comes down to either you're making decisions together or one person's making that decision. And if you're not making decisions together, I can only imagine there is gonna be feelings of resentment or feelings of like animosity because yep. you're like, you're forced me to do this, or yep. you made me do this faster than I wanted to, or yep. you wanna host Bachelor Nation shows and I just want to go back to my 
New York finance job. Absolutely. And I will just never forget like the look on Dale's face when Claire said she was ready to have babies <laughs> and he was like a deer in headlights. And it was like, you just, it just spelled doom for their relationship from that moment forward because they were just so totally on different planets at that point. And it's like, you can only make it work for so long until it just doesn't work. And if y'all want different things, it's like, you don't want, I don't ever want to feel like I made somebody sacrifice something they yeah. really wanted it from their life because of me. You know what I'm saying? Like and there's, then, there's compromise mm-hmm. and there's sacrifice. Everybody's yeah. gonna compromise, but nobody should have to truly like sacrifice. hundred percent. That is a word. That is a word. Yeah. And in um and to wrap it up in Hannah Brown's book, one of the things that she said is that like there really just is this like and this you know to tie it to title I've just said that anyway sorry my brain <laughs> but she was saying that like the bachelor world like um she got engaged to Jed and she was like literally in her book she had said when he was down on one knee proposing I knew I didn't want to be with him but like mm. there's just so much pressure to be in this romantic place and you're you're dressed in these gowns and yep. these so these fancy suits and you have a free ring from Neil Lane and like you yeah. know you're just like oh I like let's do this a hundred percent. Like Nick Fial was a bachelor a while ago and he got engaged to a girl named Vanessa and they did like couples counseling for mm-hmm. like six months. And he was like, I was in couples counseling trying to fix this relationship. Then longer than I was in the actual relationship yep. was because I felt this pressure of like, I have to meet these milestones to yep. be a, you know, yep. a good bachelor or worthy of x y and z exactly because it's like really in that environment it's like yeah you can fall in love with somebody but to be totally honest in a lot of these situations clearly you're you're basically in the most love out of everybody that's available to you that doesn't mean that they are really the one here's (laughs) my hot take here's my hot take here's my Mm -hmm. hot take i think these people are in lust and not in love yeah that's that's my hot take no i agree i I agree it's just I just feel like with the limited amount of time that we know that they actually spend with the lead I just don't feel like it's the amount of time to really to truly truly be in love with somebody and I'm one of those people who feel like you can't truly love somebody until you truly know them and a lot of the time uh, the words I love you come way before the the real love actually comes because you don't really know them you're just having all these feelings and emotions and you don't really know what to call it so if it's not love like what is it you know a hundred percent and I don't want to invalidate other people's feelings so and I truly believe like I truly in my heart of hearts believe knowing what we know about the scenarios that they're in that the producers that Mm -hmm. they truthfully think that they're in love yep but then they come into these the real world and they're like Mm -hmm. oh like I was in love in this to this very one person in this one bubble of a reality that is not real life right exactly like did I love them or did I just like them the most out of the people who were available to me and nine Mm -hmm. times in the ten it's just they like that person yeah the most so Mm, girl it's messy (sighs) it's It's messy messy it's so so sad you'll make me get Hannah Brown's book maybe I'll get (laughs) that I don't actually have to read it because I want to know does she explain why she didn't pick Tyler like why would he was right there yes so she talked about that in her book so she said that she didn't pick Tyler or who is her third I think it was Peter Peter was the third Peter correct because Jed was safe like he lived in Mm -hmm. the south like Tyler was in Florida Florida, something New York, yeah. New York at the time. Peter yeah. was in California at the time, and she was just like, 
I mean, this is the most sensical thing she's ever done, but she was like, I was just thinking the long term, like, you know, who's, you know, who's, who's ready for that? What's that look like? But what she did say is that when she was in quarantine crew, um, so fun fact, Tyler Cameron and where Matt Jane became famous is that he did this quarantine crew where a bunch Mm -hmm. of bachelor nation people and their friends just went viral on TikTok. Very fun, by the way. Yeah, honestly, we should do our own quarantine crew. (laughs) Like we're still in the pandemic. Let's do it. (laughs) But they had like, but she said that, so Tyler's mom was diagnosed with a really, I do not know the cancer off the top of my head, but a terminal cancer. And, um, so, okay. Let me tell you what the book actually said. So (laughs) this is not even me reading the book. This is like me listening to people talking about the book. Um, But so after, after the final rose, her and Tyler spent the night together and she thought that they were kind of in a talking phase, but then the next day pictures of Tyler and Gigi Hadid, because remember he dated her. That was right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Came out. And so Hannah was like, oh my goodness. Like I thought we were talking because, you know, after the final rose is filmed, like a couple weeks before it actually airs. Yep. So like yeah. they had spent the night together and there were pictures of her, like leaving his place or him leaving her place or something Correct. Like that right after. Correct. That. And then it was all these pictures with him and Gigi Adit. Mm-hmm. Then he started dating Gigi Adit and she was yep. like, Oh wow. What's going on? So then, so she was like, they didn't, they literally didn't talk. And then she said that his mom was diagnosed with this terminal cancer. Yeah. And so she had reached out to him and just was like, you know, they had a relationship. Like yeah. I would consider Tyler one of her exes for sure. For sure. They had a relationship. She was like, this is hard for you. And he was like, my mom would want you here. And so he flew her down to Florida. Mm. So that's why she went down to Florida originally. And then like, she was there for like two days and then quarantine hit, like everything shut down. So then she was in the quarantine group. So apparently they slept in the same bed for the whole entire time that she was there, Mm -hmm. but they never like hooked up or anything. Mm. And she was saying, and that's when her and Matt James got really close because, mm-hmm. you know, she yeah. she's living in the house with him. He's best friends with uh, Tyler. And like, essentially like one day he would be so lovey-dovey and like, yeah. I'm so happy that you're here. And the next day, like you'd be a complete asshole and like not mm. talk to her, not do anything. So, yeah. and then, I mean, obviously he was grieving the death of his mother. So yeah. like, none of us are saying anything bad about him, but right. Um, so she was there they like spent literally like a month and a half together slept in the same bed and then she left and they haven't talked since wow you should get her book maybe we should get her i think i'm gonna get this damn book (laughs) (laughs) i'm so mad i'm not getting kelly's book i'm not getting colton's book but i might get hannah brown's book okay Okay, we didn't put this on the agenda, but did you see that Colton's docuseries is coming out? No, okay, so I was just thinking about this because it had occurred (laughs) to me that I hadn't heard anything about it, so it's finally going to come out. It is coming out. The Atlantic um, just released a full, like, I mean, he was like the cover photo of the Atlantic and like this full press release and... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, it's a mini docuseries that's coming up and it's essentially like teaching him how to be gay, I guess, like is the premise of the docuseries oh like gosh, but it's set uh, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like I was thinking okay I'm definitely gonna watch this because I thought it was just gonna be like just a docuseries like just showing like what he's going through um and his process and coming out and you know his feelings and all this type of stuff but if it's literally teaching him what what first yeah. of all why does he need to be taught I, I don't know, but it, I mean, I think the docuseries, I mean, it's been You like, think it's okay? You think it's a decent, because the think it sounds wild. I'm going to watch it. I'm <laughs> okay. going to watch it. Like, I just know I will, but I, I think, think I, am too. I think it, 
I think it is a lot of who he is, like okay. being raised That's the way he I was. Wanted. Like there, he I, was quoted. Yeah. He was quoted in the Atlantic article saying, "Like I was just gonna die with the secret of me being gay because, like, it was mm. either that or go to hell." Like mm. you know, like wow. so, like I think it That's is bad. him working through all his feelings and all of that. But then, yeah. like, he has to. Man, I gotta pull up their names. Um, Colton under. Um, but he has a partner right now. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, good for him. But yeah, so he said, the trailer says, Colton Underwood, former NFL player and Bachelor star, embarks on his journey to embrace his new life as an out member of the LGBTQ community. But um, so he has, I can't, I can't bring them up. I don't know their names, but like two essentially like spiritual advisors who mm-hmm. are members of the queer community who are like, helping him go through it and then there's someone from his season who's also on it like Mm. talking to him so okay I'm looking at his page and it says something I don't know if the whole series will be out December uh, December 3rd but at least one episode less than two days will be out yeah so yeah I'm definitely gonna watch it I mean I don't I don't I just my concern is something that is like exploitative of him I don't want it to be anything like that that's why the whole notion of teaching him how to be gay sounds very weird to me and I hope it's not like that but yeah I mean I'm interested in his story I definitely am so I'm nosy okay so it's the Olympic skier Gus Kentworthy helped Underwood navigate the experience of coming out so like they're like okay so teaching may not be the like I just saw that on an Instagram account you know so with that yeah teaching may not be the I I mean but it's you know it's navigating it but also too like we will knock on say like Colton actively stalked his ex Cassie and like she had to get restraining orders against him and like say they have to find some type of way that that doesn't just glaze over that but really dives into that in a way that's still respectful to her but it's also just trying to give us a little bit more perspective on the situation if they just act like that situation didn't happen I'm gonna be pissed off yeah so I'm gonna be pissed more more to come if it does come out on (laughs) December 3rd we can we can talk about it We definitely will. Oh my gosh, y'all. We haven't even talked about <laughs> we haven't talked the, about the episode. The millions of episodes <laughs> that we have missed. And I, the last thing I wanted to mention real quick before we do is just I am so tired. Like mm-hmm. I need a break. And I'm I'm kind of happy that Clayton is the next bachelor because when I tell you I don't have any interest at all in his love story, I'm probably just gonna, you know, read the spoilers, listen to the podcast. <laughs> Because that's honestly what I did with Katie season. I didn't like actively watch every single episode, but I read the spoilers and I listened to podcasts about it. And I watched like the best episodes, like the whole grid yeah. situation. I think I'm going to do that with, with Clayton. I feel, like for Cl- I feel like for Clayton season, we should like watch the first one to see it. And then like, I truthfully don't think Bachelor gets interesting till like final two and last yep. episode. So I feel like we should, instead of like recapping the full, full yep. season, like yep. we should recap like those three episodes episodes because I think that's a good idea I totally agree because I and here I'll say it I'll say it like Michelle's season's been kind of boring like I I love Michelle I love the black Mm -hmm. girl magic we'll Mm -hmm. talk about like it's the first final four all men of color like Mm -hmm. amazing things are happening but Mm -hmm. man it Mm -hmm. is a boring I feel like all the drama has been kind of 
manufactured or they yeah. just had a, a few you know assholes that they were able to slip in who have had some real asshole moments um but besides that yeah it's just well mm, it's been man it's been man and I think it's mad for the reason that we're talking about we've had so much bachelor like yeah. I think like when we I look at in since March of 2020 we have had Matt James mm-hmm bachelor in paradise mm-hmm. katie mm-hmm. now michelle and we're about to have clayton we're having yeah. five different mm-hmm. franchises in one with like a couple weeks in between mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. i think that like we're saying things like because i'm trying to think back like i'm looking back at seasons that i've really liked yeah and they they very much represented like what Michelle's season has done. They've very yeah. much taken the same course, yeah. the same type of drama. But I think because I'm so like, mm-hmm. I need to see you guys screaming and throwing things mm-hmm. for it to be good TV. Yeah. Because that's what we've become accustomed to in these mm-hmm. last couple of seasons that now you have emotionally mature people, some, and we'll get into the ones who aren't, but like, right. right. That it's, it's boring. And Absolutely. I hate that. I, I hate totally that because agree. Michelle is so great and like yeah. Nate still like Nate if you end up single please please hit me up like well don't what? sorry I'm engaged <laughs> don't actually but <laughs> well, I have a friend she has a friend for you okay I do the friend is not me but <laughs> she has a friend for you <laughs> I love him he's so he's so but sexy okay that's anyway. what I'm saying you know like yeah, but yeah. we have we have it's been too much it's, too it's been way too much and as much as I love Michelle I feel like when she said that she could not be the bachelorette in the springtime because she could not leave her students again they should have said okay well either we're gonna wait until the fall to do her season or we're just gonna move forward with somebody else and call it a day like I really feel like after Bachelor in Paradise we needed a break yeah we a break. well especially because what how many couples came out of Bachelor in Paradise seven like yeah lots of couples yeah you know yep 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 lots of couples and I think most of them all of them are still together right yeah yeah so yeah yeah yeah, we we needed a break I'm tired but yeah I like your idea about with Clayton season where you can just kind of bookend it like beginning towards the end and then the very end yeah well because those have been my to it I can't yeah (laughs) and those have been my favorite episodes of Michelle's season Mm -hmm. so far you know like and I'll even say, I started Bachelor with Peter Weber, as we have mentioned multiple oh. times, the worst Bachelor to start I with. I hate that for you. And I feel like I that is your only memory I of know. like a real legitimate season. I know. I know. Oh my I gosh. Know. That's where I, I started. I but like back and watch old seasons, I think. Because I never watched like Nick Vial season. Oh, he has a I good season. I never watched Rachel's like full, full season. I just You should watch Ari season too. It's good. No, I did watch Ari season. Oh, you did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yep we haven't mm-hmm. I don't know like I even look back at I'm like this is gonna sound awful but like I want Peter's season back like I know it was more entertaining I know and that is so sad <laughs> That's awful and Peter Weber if you're listening that does not mean we like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree I agree the fatigue is is definitely real and I swear if they turn around after Clayton and have another bachelor right apparently, after that. Apparently, apparently, it's announcing soon. Oh my! 
No, we're tired. We're tired. We are tired. But if we took a break for Clayton's season and like The Bachelor was Michael A, like I would yeah. watch. I'd I would watch. rather them throw us a winter games or something like that yeah. rather than another, like, or even like a Bachelor in Paradise. In, in or the- should we get Listen to Your Heart back running? Oh, girl. Did you watch that? <laughs> I did watch that. I did not watch this. <laughs> I, I don't like music reality shows. So I- essentially- Bachelor did one season of this show called Listen to Your Heart where mm-hmm. they it was like Bachelor in Paradise but they were all musicians so they had to like mm-hmm. make songs, songs together. My nightmare. My literal <laughs> nightmare. Did the couple who won did are they didn't they break up or are they They did break up. They did break up. But so all the couples ended up breaking up. But I think this show should focus on relationships rather than engagements and marriages i think that or is it, it needs to be like um what is it big brother that like mm-hmm. you don't have to leave in a like they have such a high success rate because there's not the pressure to get yeah married it's just like, organic yep it's just people in a house that's why you know more the more bachelor in paradise the better like that type of concept but yeah, I feel like they should just focus on getting people in great relationships rather than all this prep. Because yeah. I feel like this is why so many people break up because they are just not ready to be engaged. And everybody is not Jordan and JoJo who are going to date for five years. It's as if they were not years. even on the show yeah. at this point. They've just been in a legitimate relationship this entire time, which was very smart on them because they're going to be able to go into marriage being sure about each mm-hmm. other, like being mm-hmm. dead serious and sure about each other. So... Hmm. Neil Lane, yeah. your days Neil are Lane. They need mm-hmm. to put him out of business <laughs> as far <laughs> as the show is concerned because it's too much. It's too much. So I think what we should do is I'll just super quickly let y'all know what happened in episode five and episode six, and then we can yep. really talk about hometowns. I yep. think that will be the best because like, like I said, the other two were super boring. So I agree with that. Episode five, they were in Minnesota. Michelle's mm-hmm. from Minnesota. Joe is also from Minnesota. I watched this episode with mm-hmm. my future father-in-law so it was funny because he has obviously like not seen anything and he was like oh she's in love with joe i said she might be Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but uh so they were in minnesota the solo dates were both joe and nate i think they'll be final two um and so it was it was cool to see both of them like she had such good dates like i was saying i was watching with my future father-in-law and he was like oh she's in love with joe during joe's date and mm-hmm. then when it was nate's date he was like oh she's in love with nate I was uh, they had one-on-ones in the same week because well, I, I think it, i feel strongly that they are her top two so i thought that was yeah strange. well i think it's good so i think yep. like if it comes to it it's like you can see obviously mm-hmm. she has really strong feelings for both yep. of them um yep. the group date was ultimate vikings and it was also my ultimate nightmare um <laughs> It was literally the worst date. They were in the Minnesota football arena. Mm -hmm. Couldn't even tell you what the team was, Mm -hmm. but they're all dressed up like Vikings. It's the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, (laughs) it was right there, Laura. That's why they were doing the Viking challenge. Oh no, (laughs) that makes so much more sense. I'm like, why are they doing this Viking challenge? Oh man, I love it. You know less about NFL than I do. I love that. I love that for me. (laughs) I do. I love. I love sports, but I love college sports. So, um, (laughs) it's uh, yeah. But um, so they did this whole like they they had to like beat each other up they had to oh eat raw fish um it was so funny like 
my one of my favorite sound bites is they so they had to do this eating the raw fish or whatever and everyone's like it's disgusting mm-hmm. but um michelle in the episode beforehand and we didn't even really talk about this but like they had essentially the plot of the episode was they had this big sleepover date it was a group date mm-hmm. and none of the guys like they were all playing with each other and like having a pillow yeah, fight yeah that was which sad. was which was oh, with well, the date it was fun i would have liked yeah. that date but none of them talked That's to her like that. yeah, yeah really so she, she was really sad and she and i again i think michelle's been so great about being like these are my feelings this is how I'm feeling and she was like listen like I felt like such an outsider my whole entire life like you guys didn't help so the guys were very like touchy and like you know what I kind of felt like that was kind of that felt like a moment where they really like pull back the curtain from the show because I bet there are lots of awkward moments like that on the show like in any season Mm -hmm. and they just don't show it because the lead just does not usually have that type of reaction to it that's why they showed it because it seemed just like so casual and normal for all the guys to be hanging out and Mm -hmm. you know unfortunately Michelle took it so personally which I don't blame her I feel like I would have felt like that too but I feel like because of her past and her history yeah that's really why that really came out and I feel like that's the only reason why they showed that because she had the reaction to it yeah so in on the group date my favorite soundbite is Brandon like you know wanting to like make sure she felt loved like ran up to her and gave her like a big hug Mm -hmm. and a big kiss and Michelle just goes oh Brandon that tastes like fish um (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like one of my own personal things but the kind of drama of this episode was that at the cocktail party, she had she was having one-on-one time with a bunch of people, mm-hmm. super great, super awesome. Then Martin comes up to her and, you know, was talking to her and was just like, oh, you know, like, tell me about you, like, da-da-da-da. And she was just saying, like, you know, I'm kind of chill, laid back. Like, I love mm-hmm. to just, like, hang out and, you know. And he was like, oh, this is so great because you're not high maintenance. And Michelle was like, hmm. Like, what does high maintenance mean? And he was like, yeah. oh, well, you like, you know, I'm from Miami and like girls just expect you to provide for them. And like <laughs> girls just pers- like expect you to do all these things for them and like all of this stuff. And it was super off-putting. Like for a viewer, yeah. it was like super off-putting, you know. My thing is read the room martin like it's like he didn't pay attention at all to how she was like hearing that and receiving the information yeah. i feel like it was very obvious that she was not feeling that and normal people if they're saying something that they know that they that somebody that they like is not responding well to they'll kind of redirect or clean yeah. it up or sweeten it up or do something he did none of that he just like mm-hmm. really leaned into it and i just feel like you know his his blonde highlights were such a red flag that we ignore such a red flag such a red flag so i'm mad yeah so (laughs) literally but the plot twist of it is that she decided to keep him around so Mm -hmm. um he made it to the next episode so in episode six um this was clayton's edit this episode was 100 about clayton one became his it's his edit this is like it made people fall in love with him they i guess they should have just named this episode like you know right clayton, clayton. bachelor you know <laughs> bachelor because yeah. basically what it was yeah so at the beginning of the episode more of michelle's kids arrived like mm-hmm. these kids need to go back with their parents mm-hmm. um <laughs> but so these kids arrived and they were doing this thing um but they like i mean this whole episode was clayton's being edited there was this whole like part about like they had to do these challenges and the kids were 
um, telling Clayton about how like he had muscles and he was fun, but also like that he was a genuine guy. And apparently this note from this kid about him being a genuine cry made him cry. And it was the first time he's ever cried in years. Which um, one of the producers uh, wrote it? Right. Said that out loud and had a child write it. Right. He said, <laughs> he said, write this down. The kid said, how do I spell cry? And if you see the producer going, see, R why (laughs) right like come on could y'all be more obvious could you be more obvious and did you see like the promo picture for his season calling him the underdog like he's ever been an underdog in his life is a picture with him and like puppies puppies and we'll get get to this because rodney's date like well like in hometowns essentially like the whole theme of rodney was like Mm -hmm. i'm an underdog like Mm -hmm. and i'm so happy to be here and so they literally took if Rodney was Bachelor, mm-hmm. that should have been his that edit. That would have been his. And they literally took that because that was the most compelling thing from the seasons. And I feel yep. like just slapped it on Clayton. Clayton is not the under, underdog. Clayton is the captain of the football team, the homecoming yeah. king, like the student body president, like the most popular guy in school. Like he's not an underdog. And I feel like on his promo picture, they could have just wrote like, white America, please watch the season. <laughs> because that's what they're going like him and puppies. Seriously seriously yeah I can't. yeah so <laughs> i will say that in that during that little group date or whatever olu really stood out i mean he didn't mm. end up making it but um he's a sweetie it was a sweetie she but, had some uh, sweet guys this season she really did she really did mm. so anyway clayton and michelle kind of had the like one-on-one night portion of it um and at dinner clayton was like saying that like he wanted a family so bad essentially like saying like i am this is i want to marry you and Mm -hmm. you start popping out children Mm -hmm. um and michelle actually sent him home on that date she like had said that like he like on paper checks off everything that she wants but is not necessarily like her person Mm -hmm. um and michelle was like you're a great guy blah blah Mm -hmm. blah blah anyway so him going off in the car he got like five minutes which like no one ever gets but it was all like he was like where did i go wrong like he was like i became vulnerable for the first time like whenever i open myself up i get hurt like you know it took me so long to find the right person and michelle was that person she opened me up but like he barely knew her they barely had any time alone together right right stop stop it (laughs) right cut it out cut it out right right (laughs) and then he was like i like now I have to go back into my shell and like, and essentially like he was sobbing and he was just like, I want kids one day. I want love one day. I want to have a family. So like that is kind of the sound bite Mm -hmm. that like they ended him on, which essentially is like his bachelor. Layden is giving me Colton Colton. bachelor in paradise. Like when he was on there and he went through all that with Tia and she's just not the right one. And I want this and I want that. Like it's literally the exact same edit with a very similar person. They literally look there. They look so similar. They do. And they, they like, so similar. you know, football backgrounds, all that. you know, Clayton really reminds me of Mr. Incredible, you know, like from the Incredibles. I don't know why it's like his build or something <laughs> about him, just something about him. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we knew it was coming at some point and I'm just grateful 
that he did not make it to hometowns because yeah. that's when we would have been rioting. If yeah. they would have had a hometown spot wasted on him, I would have been pissed. Because yes. he yeah. would have been there instead of Rodney had they done that. And that would have been mm-hmm. just such a waste of time. Yep. So she sends him home and then they group date for here is they took them all to a farm. I don't know why they keep doing these farm dates. If I was on the bachelor and they said, hold up, we're going to farm. And I said, I need to leave the show. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, but I got to go. Like, look, I would not <laughs> want to be the bachelor or bachelorette while it's still during these halfway quarantine seasons. Like, like call me when y'all are really about to travel. Right. When y'all are going back to Bora Bora exactly. and like, I don't want to Spain this. and all that. Like, right. they went to a farm on Matt season two. Mm-hmm. Do let us never forget the the fantasy suites with Michelle and Matt. And he gave her like a goat milk bath. <laughs> I That is a memory that lives rent free in my brain because I said, that's disgusting. They have some <laughs> very wacky dates sometimes. Cause wasn't like, like Hannah and Peter were like in like, they were in that windmill in the yeah. middle of nowhere or something like that. Like, yeah. What? Well, Denmark, pretty cool. Denmark. But, okay. Denmark. Yes. That Denmark's is cool. pretty cool. But they like, were, I need electricity yeah. though. Right. Or when um, <laughs> Tasha had her overnight in an airstream with uh, Ivan and like the next day he was like, yeah, like, you know, like we didn't even both fit on the bed, but like, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Ivan, you boys it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Several seats. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so crazy. <sighs> I would not want a farm date either. I'm just not a farm no. type of gal. That would have been one that I would have said, mm, no, thank you. I would have had to like be like, oh, I'm not feeling too well today. Like, I can't go. Like, I'm so sorry. Laura, you seem like such a trooper. <laughs> I can't believe that you would have. You would have done on the day. If I if I would have had to go, I would have gone, you know, and I would have put on a really great face about it. But like all y'all who are listening know that. Yeah, churning butter and cleaning up cow poop is not necessarily. <laughs> we my, are city gals. My, <laughs> through, <okay? laughs> not my ideal date. No, um, not at all. Essentially, the biggest thing that happened in this like episode, they had the farm date or whatever. This is before hometown, so a lot of the guys were giving like their last minute, like I am so mm-hmm. into you, and like yep. I can't wait, like I want my parents to meet you so bad, blah 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 blah. Um, but Martin also like this is martin did his thing you know this is like um he showed out yeah and so essentially he was like she was like hey you made an immature comment like Mm -hmm. i think we should talk about this and essentially they like fought you know and he's like i I, I didn't make an immature comment you know what was his comment Um, it was about the high maintenance Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this okay, is like so they were still on that. Okay. Yeah, they were still kind of on that because like Michelle was like, "This really didn't sit right with me." Like, you know, can we yeah. can we talk through it? Um, you know, yeah. And so, and Michelle was so great. She was like, you know, like you haven't been listening to me. Like, blah blah blah. So whatever, she sent him home, and then in the car is like where I really feel like he showed his ass because he was like, he like was just like, I'm not upset that I'm not going to hometowns, but like. I can't believe she handled it like that. Like she could have done it so much better. You Why know? does it matter when the result is the same? Right. She was like, she was like, she made a mistake. Like I wouldn't even give her a shot. Like that, you know, like I feel sad for her. Like she doesn't deserve my time was kind of like. So grimy. So gross. Weird. So grimy. Yeah. yeah. No, no, sir. Not, not sorry to see him go at all. I wasn't even, I didn't even think he was that cute. Especially not be acting like that. Boy, bye. Get out of here. Get it. Yeah. The episode ended. She was, uh, she had a one-on-one and Brandon was with her and they were, um, 
they went to her childhood home and so mm-hmm. they were in the hot tub making out and her parents walked in and he had on her dance <laughs> chill trunks that is so weird that, that is so <laughs> i would rather you literally be in your underwear right than put or on like chill trunks I, are basically draws because right. you're just out right also also like i know you have uh like nike shorts with you like i just I, know you do Oh, why do we have to know that they were her dads? They could right. really or like bachelor, like really y'all couldn't have gone down to the Walmart. I'm, seriously. $15. They just like, wanted, they are so desperate for anything <laughs> to showcase on this show. That's why they did that. And it's forever going to just be weird. Like, ew, 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 ew. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. They were was, cute. They were they very, were cute. very cute. They were cute. I was like mm-hmm. kind of wondering beforehand, like what's up with Brandon, like, you know, and yeah. so this- like, I didn't really see their compatibility until we had this. So, um, yeah. So then she essentially eliminated half the people and we're headed. Olu. Oh, yeah. Sorry so sweet. Go, but I but, um, it no. And they never even had a one-on-one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But we headed into hometowns, which was mm-hmm. um, the next thing. So like we said, we have some black magic going on mm-hmm. in hometowns. It's mm-hmm. the first time ever that the final four is a cast of color, which we mm-hmm. love. That's true. Um, That's true. So we have. I thought it was interesting that everybody's dad is black. Okay. Mom is okay. Black. Okay. Did you catch that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, y'all can't see me, but I literally shot up out yes, of my did. chair. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is kind of interesting. You said okay. something. Something is going on here. Something. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. fascinating yeah because even uh, who, who, somebody's brother mm-hmm. whose brother was it was it um joe's brandon, brandon. Oh, no, yeah joe's brandon. brother joe's this brother his, his his wife is white as well yes very interesting dynamic yes very so interesting. It, it's it's so it's funny so i i think i always i mean i think michelle like i i think we all knew that bachelor was going for a black love story mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and you know we got one in bachelor in paradise which we love you know mm-hmm. we love seeing black love yeah um but it's also been fascinating that i mean besides rachel Lindsay, all of the leads are biracial yep mm-hmm. and that's yeah. fascinating I think and I feel like it is I mean it is fascinating I mean I'm biracial so I can't say you know no, like <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and it's like obviously it's not like they're not black people they are black yeah. people but, you know but I just I kind of feel like this is the show's way of kind of treading lightly oh it is 100 percent. they were it's they were so, like they were like we have four black people but we let's not make them mm-hmm. too black yeah yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And it's it's really sad that they look at it that way. And I think it's because of what a large portion of the audience is. Yeah. They don't want the show to be too black. Yeah. So, well, and it, it just and it they're just, just going along with it. It just makes it more palatable, you mm-hmm. know, like it and especially like and it it sucks. Like uh, I'm not gonna so for my like in real life story, yeah. like they're my parents were on a trip and there was like a little not a little there was an experience of racism that my father faced and like yeah when he went to like kind of tell people like hey this is what's going on he was like he called me afterward and he was like I had to bring your mom with me because like I was trying to explain that to them and they were like oh no this isn't what happened trying and then he was like right and they were like he was like the second that I brought up my white wife like everyone mm. was like oh my god like we're so sorry mm. this happened like, they saw him in a different way right right to a white person exactly um 
you know, and I, I think that's what's happening here. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this is what's, is what is going on. And like, we're, we're, we're seeing these stories and it's, it's easier, or I believe that, you know, that the producers and of the show might be like, Oh, well, it could be easier to connect with these people because like, there's some commonality where it's like, Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. And I'm so thankful for it. It's the first time we're seeing this diversity and I, Mm -hmm. I hope it continues to create more diversity, but like, Mm -hmm. I also think it's important to show like, Mm -hmm. like the black, the black experience as in any experience is not a monolithic experience. And like, for sure, you know, and and why are they going to such lengths to make sure that the white portion of the audience is able to have commonality with everybody on the show, but black people have clearly not been given that preference. I mean, every white person on the show has not been a biracial white person. So, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, you know, we, well, and I think, I think the dichotomy of it that's so interesting is that the last black parental figure that we saw was Matt James's dad. And Mm. the edit was like an absentee father, Yep, you know, even if that's the truth is just, yeah, it was exploitative. Like, and Mm. even Matt has come out and said it was super exploitative and like, he didn't want them to air it. Like, you know, so I think, when you look at that and mm-hmm. that's the last representation of a black parent figure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now we're in this season yep 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 yeah it's it's interesting and you know i i meant to bring this up to you too because just, just a quick uh you know we're gonna take a quick detour guys but we'll be back to talk about hometowns but um rachel Lindsay talked about it on her podcast higher learning a few weeks ago and they were talking about how um, I think when Taisha was on their podcast or at some point on an interview or something, she straight up said, I love this episode yeah, of higher learning. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. Me too. She basically straight up said like, she's not black. She's biracial. Or not, not that she's not black, but she likes to be referred to as biracial. As, mm-hmm. She wants both of her, you know, histories and heritages to be presented and all this type of things. And yeah it mm. okay so this is fascinating yeah Meg I'm so happy you brought this up we're right here we're right here we're we're going through this so I recently did a video on my YouTube channel it was like an assumptions video all Mm -hmm. about me right and Mm -hmm. I referred to myself many times as a black woman because Mm -hmm. that is what I am I am also biracial both both exist in our truth exactly and I had this woman comment like why do you keep calling yourself biracial like why or sorry why do you keep calling yourself black? Like, I don't think you're black. Maybe you're Puerto Rican, but you're not black. And like, if you, you also mentioned that maybe you're biracial. So like, what are you? And like, if you are biracial, like don't, isn't your white family offended that you aren't like talking about their culture? Like you have to, I'll send you this. I left it up because I was just like, but it was, it was so funny because that video and that comment went up the same day that higher learning went up. And essentially the point that Rachel Lindsay was saying is that a lot of people who are biracial, and this has been my experience, like are black presenting in the world that they're around and are like treated as, even if they like Mm -hmm. take all the steps that you can take and do all the things, like they are just treated differently in the world. Yep. And so a lot of times people will refer to themselves as biracial or black. Um, but sometimes like the, the point that they were having is like, if you, the point that Rachel and Van, who was her co-host was saying mm-hmm. is like, um, there are some people who like, I personally prefer to be called black rather than African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal ancestry is via the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. 
it's and so some people like yeah. but some people do prefer to be called african-american mm-hmm. rather than black i'm getting off on a tangent here that no i'm with but, you i'm with you i'm with you completely. but um Absolutely. but yeah they were saying that taisha ref- <laughs> does not like to be called black she mm-hmm. likes to be called african-american and latin american mm-hmm. um when referred to that and like that really made me just like really raise my eyebrows at Taisha a lot because I feel like okay her explaining it is one thing and I feel like she's able to explain it in a way that makes it a little bit better but it's still just it just don't sit right with me because I just feel like but I like I like that your approach to it is like you're a black woman you're a biracial woman like you can be both you don't have to Mm -hmm. be either or like what is her big issue with being referred to as black if not some type of negative perception or something like what what yeah problem with that you know I mean, and I think that's what Rachel and Van were saying is that there's kind of this, and these are feelings that I've literally like felt in in my therapist, like, and I have worked through like, and I will also remember a time in which like, I actively did not want to be called black because like the neighborhood that I grew up in, the place that I was around, like being black was such a bad thing. Like it was not something that I was, that I was proud of. It was something that I hated. It was something that like, and like, imagine how, sad that is to like have this part of me that is like so important and the culture and the heritage and the blackness is like beautiful Mm -hmm. and not and every fiber in my being is like I mean I was perming my hair every two weeks like I was dressing a certain way and I would Mm -hmm. it was so funny like my mom laughs at me now but like she's like you your body doesn't fit into these clothes like I'm so sorry you cannot fit into these mm-hmm. tiny little like <laughs> yeah. skimpy little thing like not that like she's like you look great in everything you wear but like you know your your body isn't built for this but right. I was like but all my other friends wear this yeah. like yeah it's cool like why can't I wear this so um you know I I I can't speak to Tasha or her experience I can only imagine growing up in where she grew up and um I was just there um, yeah, I was about to say, I bet she probably had a very similar upbringing yeah. to you. And I feel like in her quest to really be able to assimilate with that culture, she experienced a lot of those negative feelings. And yeah. unfortunately for her, unlike you, she has not been able to work through them. She probably doesn't even recognize. Well, and I, and I think, I think, I think, her. yeah. And I think we saw a little bit of that. I mean, we weren't recapping Tasha's season, which would have been a great season to recap, mm-hmm. but there was a point where <laughs> Ivan was like, Ivan's brother is in prison or was in prison mm-hmm. and he has worked a lot on police reform mm-hmm. and prison reform. And he was just talking about like being black and what it was like to grow up as a black man. And there's a famous Tasha quote where she's like, it's a lot. And like, it came from that because like, mm-hmm. Ivan was like, well, like, tell me how you feel about it. Like, how's yeah. it been being a black woman who grew up in predominantly white so- societies? And she was just like, it's a lot. And she started crying. And like, he was like, yeah, I know it's really hard. Like, do you want to expand on it at all? And she was like, it's just really hard to talk about, which like, again, very, all very true Mm -hmm. things. I can only imagine having a camera shoved in my face and having to talk about these types of things. But like, I don't know, to me, it was also like, Ooh, maybe you haven't necessarily engaged critically Mm -hmm. and not to say that everyone has to, like, I'm, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying like, Hey, like I can only imagine what the bachelor was only hosted by a white man. And now like you are on the forefront of being a black Uh, woman and doing that, like you, she is doing amazing things, but, um, 
you know yeah I yeah exactly I think it's exactly right and it's definitely not something I want to like personally hold against Tasha <laughs> or anything I like know. that because I love her and I think she has a great personality and she's a great person but I definitely think that she clearly has some things that she probably should work through 100%. and maybe she just hasn't gotten to that point in her life to where she can truly acknowledge it but if it's getting to a point where it's like an open conversation about you not wanting to be referred to as black and you're somebody who's in the public eye who yeah. is a you know a black presenting person you girl girl <laughs> well and it's like it's, it, and like I can only imagine her being like okay maybe long term like here's what yeah. I want to do in bachelor nation and like so if we like she is a host right now on the bachelor and if she's actively being like I don't want to be referred to as black like let's think about the audience that we're catering to and so like yep. yeah it makes sense that they made a very huge point of pointing out that everyone is a member of a biracial family mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. what that looks like and how yeah. that plays out you know absolutely absolutely Ooh, it's complicated and you would just never think <laughs> a show as shallow as the bachelor would make you like really have to dig deep and I'm just grateful to have your perspective on it because yeah. I can only speak from just being a black woman <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's always good to have your perspective as a black woman and a biracial person yeah. too, that these are really complicated feelings that you have shared, you have felt too. And oh obviously goodness. as a black person, first hearing it, I was like offended. Yeah. Like, Hell, Tasha, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's not cool. Like you it's said. a good thing that you weren't the first black bachelorette then since that's not even right. what you want to be. You just want to be the bachelorette. And it's like, you should be able to just be the bachelorette, but this mm-hmm. is just not that show. It's not. It's not. I mean, like you being black or black presenting is a huge deal and it's a part of your story. Exactly. Which like, you know, it's I can listen. Also, if we're going to go back to Tayshan's act, don't want to speculate, but like having conversations about how do you raise a biracial family like Mm -hmm. and what that looks like, like those are hard conversations and like can only imagine how that plays out before you're deciding to get married and absolutely things like that. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's really interesting that such a large portion of the bachelor audience is like you know clutching their pearls at the idea mm-hmm. of you know critical race theory being taught to their kids when really you can really do a deep dive into this show and kind of real like critical race theory and those type of aspects into yeah. this so sorry you're watching a show <laughs> <laughs> you're like you didn't know you're getting a history lesson while you're here too but you, you know? are sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry but yeah okay back to home <laughs> that I was know. such a huge tangent but we just had to go there because yeah that had yeah, been like, on my mind and I totally it's, it's forgot about it it's mm-hmm. important it's important you yeah. know well okay and I'm gonna say one more thing it's yeah. important because there are a lot of stereotypes and a lot of unfair stereotypes that are yeah. associated with black men a lot of them yes. like tied to being unworthy of love or very mm-hmm. aggressive with love which are just like so untrue and mm-hmm. so like again like we are so happy that we're getting to see it Mm -hmm. all played out Mm -hmm. and all and all there but it definitely does make it easier when you're like oh like well they had a little whiteness instilled in them too Mm -hmm. yep yep it definitely is it definitely is (sighs) okay so guys (laughs) because we're still in a (laughs) semi-pandemic uh quarantine season there were no real true hometowns the parents had to come to them so is this all that they came Minnesota Minnesota. like it was so funny I thought the episode opened and she was like yeah COVID we're taking all the precautions we're just here in Minnesota I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) sure I feel like 
like it would have been that hard to, you know, fly Michelle and a camera and a very, very small crew to whatever hometown these people are in, just make sure they're vaccinated and yeah. all that. But... Or like also too, like they're, I mean, what's the quarantine period nowadays? Is it still, is it still two I weeks? 10 days or something like that. I'm not even sure if it's a full two weeks anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They... But yeah, anyway, (laughs) first we meet Brandon's parents who were, I mean, they were just very lovely people is really not much to say about them. Super, super nice. His brother is really, really cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she tells him, Michelle tells Brandon that she is falling for him. I was really surprised to hear her say that. Same. I was very surprised. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm surprised, especially because I do think that Joe and Nate are going to be final two, unless one of them like gets scared and leaves. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I was like, yo, you're going to have to cut Brandon after fantasy suites. You know that, right? I know. Right. So you know what? Hopefully maybe Michelle is really going into this the way that people are supposed to go into this. And she's just riding with her feelings. And maybe even though to us, there's like a clear top two, maybe to her, there's really not. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Maybe Brandon is really is right up there with Nate and Joe, and we just haven't really been able to see as much of their relationship because obviously this show is edited. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they're gonna really lean into the people who are probably gonna be the top two, which is probably gonna be Joe and Nate. So yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That was um shocking. Michelle yeah. surprises me sometimes. I <laughs> feeling like that. And he didn't say it bad, did he? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no. So weird. Interesting. Weird why does one person always say that it's like it's always either it's always one person it's never the both of them until the very very end yeah 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 yeah. the next one we had was Rodney um watching Rodney's hometown made me cry I don't know why it's the sweetest man I want him to find love so bad. If he was the next Bachelor, I would, I would be all in. I, right. want, I want him to have his happy ending. Oh I my gosh. Oh. Rodney deserves love. Everyone deserves love, but like Rodney deserves love. He's just such a sweetheart and just, just pure and just... <sighs> I just, mm. it was, their date was sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, so for hometowns, they do a little like one-on-one date mm-hmm. during the day that the guy plans and it's supposed to be like representative. So like for Brandon, they went to a skate park. Cause like he was a skater boy. Um, she said, see you later boy. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I had to throw back, <laughs> but um, so yeah. And then they do at night, they like go and meet the parents mm-hmm. and like, and then essentially it follows the same script. Like they meet everyone in a group setting and then like the mom, the dad, and then the sibling or friend who's <laughs> ever there, like pulls them off to the side yep. and is like, can we chat? Yep. 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 They have private conversations with everybody. And I just feel that would like be exhausting. I'm, girl, say it. I'm sure it's a very long night to have to have like filming take place with each individual family member with both of them separately, like it's it seemed too much but yeah you know, what do we expect and I feel like Rodney's mom saw this breakup coming a mile away I feel like she is unfortunately used to her very sweet son getting his heart Ugh. broken and having to pick up the pieces that's what it gave me it really yeah. gave me this is familiar he's always falling for somebody who's not quite there with him um unfortunately so and she did send Rod. She did spoiler alert. I mean, we're spoiling it, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. she sent Rodney home and it was just so sad. But to what we were saying earlier about Clayton, like 
Rodney and his mom often were kept saying underdog, like I'm the underdog, like mm-hmm. my son's the underdog. Because like, he is a true underdog. And yeah. he's probably been that for a large portion of his life. Okay. okay. Also, if The Bachelor was better at marketing, Clayton Underwood would have been Clayton, like the underdog. Colton Underwood. Colton. <laughs> Dang it. I keep messing the two up. Once again, Colton <laughs> on no planet is a underdog. He is right. Captain America or something. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, Clayton. Him. Colton or Kate, Clayton. Clayton. Both of them. Gosh. Both. I mean, they're so interchangeable. Neither of them are underdogs. That's the right. point, guys. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, underwood, underdog. That, that would have worked. Then, then Clayton, yeah. literally, because Clayton mm-hmm. was just like, it's also giving me, Clayton is giving me major Ben Higgin, like, I'm unworthy of love yeah, vibes. Yeah. And we did talk about that he just got married. He got married to Jess. Yep. They that was sweet. really cute. That was very, yeah. very cute. Uh, yeah, I was, that broke my heart, but I, I appreciated that Michelle really took the time to not just give him like the generic, you know, final four breakup that we always see. Like she yeah. really wanted to empower him as much as she possibly could. Yeah, like, that was know, a good like, breakup. This is not a situation where you're not the underdog. Like it's, the, it's th- this is just not that. I feel like she was just really trying to reassure him that he is a great guy and he is just not the person for her, but that's mm-hmm. not taking anything away from him. And I feel like he kind of needs to hear that because I feel like he probably is hard on himself yeah it also gives him a good edit if he wants to go into bachelor or bachelor in paradise which I hope we see him on the beach I know he's so sweet I think he'll find love on the beach Mm -hmm. yeah yep yep yep. I think so too (sighs) okay next up we had Joe Joe. and very sweet he took her to prom and I really like that (laughs) I watched something that was like a recap it's called it's called bachelor fan take on youtube Mm -hmm. and they basically do like really quick like recaps of the show just to give you like more information or things you didn't think of and i love that i guess it michelle had mentioned before that she wanted to go to like an apple orchard and go to prom and so rodney took her to the apple orchard for their daytime date and then joe took her to prom and it was so precious well and also too like they're both from minnesota Mm -hmm. like you know there's just so Mm -hmm. many levels to that that was so sweet yep 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 I totally agree I totally agree and so it was it was adorable and I would love to go to prom as an adult honestly everything is better as an adult like sorry I think so too <laughs> so we have like a planner community prom or something like, like maybe yes, at the wild we should have a prom you know like the, yes we can have the plan jamma one night and we can have the prom the, prom, the, next the planner night. prom the next yes night. it would be awesome all right that. Jeanette I'm just saying <laughs> Right, I'm just saying. Hey, Jeanette, <laughs> here's a free idea. <laughs> We're happy to help you plan it. Yes, yes, we are. We really are. Um, but yeah, and Joe told Michelle that he was falling in love with her, and- which we all knew, and she's falling in love with him for sure. I think the producers are getting slick with the editing, and they're just not showing it because there's just no way that one person is always saying this and the other person is not well. So here's the thing: like it used to be pretty much up until Ben Higgins, yeah, nobody said "I love you." Yeah, I so like that. or like I'm falling with you, and then Ben said it to two. He women, said it to so like two women. It became messy. Oh, Ben, Ben, Poor ben. <laughs> <laughs> he's married now. It's all good, but and um, his ex is married too, so good yes, for her. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone's and she has. She just had a kid. Yeah. Um, oh, Lauren. Yeah. Is that name Lauren. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are uh, lots of Laurens in Bachelor Nation. You really would have fit right in if you were. Single. I would have. <laughs> it was so funny. John Michael was like, "Would you ever go on the show?" And I was like, "I was so against it for so long that like no." But I was like, yeah. I was like, I mean, <laughs> like I was like, you know, 
if but here's God think, forbid anything happens I think you would have been a great bachelorette I do not think that you would do well as a contestant. <laughs> I would be the, the best contestant. Because I feel like the women are just expected to just, you know, sit there and just like, no, you're, you're out. You're talking, <laughs> you're, you're mingling, you're super I would get myself, cool. I would yeah, get myself not, in trouble. Like I would, would get myself in trouble because I would be like, well, what yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah, you would, you would ask him like, so right. you're, so you like her. So you're just going to keep her really? Right. Like that, that would, that would be, I need a mat, like as much as yep. we hated not knowing Matt James before <laughs> the bachelorette, like that's what I would have needed. The producers will be <laughs> telling you to tone it down, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're not ready for all of this, but you would be a great bachelorette though. You'd be a great. Oh. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> not, not necessarily in my cards, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, no, it was, it, it, it's, what a show anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> what a show then we yeah. get nate yeah, still nate. still my favorite still my favorite nate. and we got the very classic with nate like there is always someone on some always. season that the parents are like i don't believe this is true like we, we knew it was going to be nate i knew it was going to be either joe or nate, or nate the parents yeah. were because she be likes them the most it's yeah. always i always feel like it happens with people who they like the most yep. too yep 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 absolutely you know? absolutely always yeah so i mean his parents were pretty real they said that he's not ready for engagement he basically said that he's not ready for an engagement um i don't know like nate we still love you but that was not good for your corner i'm like nate you know what happens on the last episode right like did you not think you were gonna make it that far like yeah we need people to stop coming on the bachelor and being like I, I don't know what it's about like it makes no sense we're too far into this franchise for you not I to have know. seen it and you are too dumb if you did not watch it before you go on the show I, I know and you know what I think that this is just a testament to how much Michelle really is into Nate because yeah. if if she had the same feelings for Nate that she had for Rodney Nate would have been going home after having a yeah. conversation with his parents like 100 yeah. percent, she only kept him because she had to because she is like so into him and girl mm-hmm. who can blame you but yeah it's just giving red flags it's, <laughs> it's yeah. giving red flags like if I had to bet who leaves because they're not ready to do this it would obviously be him no one then what he's in California mm-hmm. correct Mm-hmm. And like she's in Minnesota. Like mm-hmm. I look at here's the thing. I look at Joe and it's like your lives fit together. You're in Minnesota. Like your mm-hmm. both of your families are there. Like that's- she's not really interested in staying in the spotlight. She's still trying to teach. And I can right. see her probably doing some charity, nonprofit type of situation. Hundred percent. I don't I feel like especially after this and now that the world has seen Nate, he's not he's gonna probably lean into this spotlight i would think so you know what you i'm know? saying well yeah. also too like think about the lifestyle in california and then the lifestyle mm-hmm. in minnesota so different. i've only been to california once so i can't talk about it like i know this place <laughs> I know, right but it's so different and it's like can you just imagine what's going on in nate's dms right now right My right God. you right. know and so if just- i was single i would be in his dms like what are we talking about <laughs> remember this is what happened joe was in michelle's dms mm-hmm you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know I love me some Nate and I understand why she just had to keep him because you just can't you cannot look at God. that man and send him home. you can't do Mm-mm. it <laughs> you cannot do it I feel like if I had because you know we're, we're pretty much establishing that more than likely that Joe and Nate are going to be the top two program so. is probably going to come in third place it's just like 
Joe is giving me the logical choice and Nate is giving me the emotional choice. Oh, very smart. Very smart. Very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the, um, like the 80%, 20% thing? Yes. Yes. And for anybody who is not familiar, <laughs> I don't really know where the 80, 20 rule okay. came from. So I heard it on Medea, which like okay. is not where I should be getting most of my facts, yes, but that <laughs> and, and Steve Harvey, cause it was in think like a man. Also. Yeah. 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 So I don't think either one of them invented it necessarily, but they just ran with it. And it's basically saying that you're only going to find like 80% of what you want. And like the are perfect ideal person basically yeah. saying there is no perfect person you're only yeah. gonna get like 80 percent of what you want that 20 percent that you're missing you might find it in somebody else but that person only has 20 percent. so right. basically don't lose out on your 80 chasing after 20 mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's like I, as much as i love nate joe is giving me 80 and they yeah. giving me 20 yeah yeah nate is fun and he lives in california and he's serious he's there's like a little chase to him yeah you know he's not all in you know yeah but like you're saying joe Mm -hmm. he's there he's established Mm -hmm. his family's there his career's there he's showing you how serious he is Mm -hmm. like you know yeah, I think, and it's kind of, I'm glad we talked about Hannah's, uh, yeah. Hannah Brown's top three and top two, because if this was Hannah Brown, Nate would be the Tyler Cameron yeah, and Joe would be the Jed, Jed. at least on paper, because mm-hmm. we all know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah, I feel like Joe would be the safer choice, whereas Nate is like the emotional, like passionate mm-hmm. choice. And like, I'm, we're not saying that like you shouldn't go with passion. Like passion is important yeah. for a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, but you need um, more, but it's like, yeah, you have to kind you of look more. at it, which like, again, when you're what the bachelor is seven, six mm-hmm. to eight seasons dependent, like mm-hmm. you are, I'm so sorry, but like, you are not going to know mm-hmm. everything about a person in Mm-mm. six weeks, nope. you know? Especially and not like, enough to where you like truly, truly, truly want to spend the rest of your life with them. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So, um, you know, I'm getting married this year, mm-hmm. and John Michael and I've been together for six years. But John Michael's sister is getting married this year, and she got engaged after knowing someone for three months. And oh, wow. we were talking at Thanksgiving, and you know, like her and I, like been around for six years. Like, you know, yeah, her and I have a relationship. Um, and I was talking to her and I was asking her about it and she, and I was like, are you worried that like, you don't know this person? Mm -hmm. Like, are you worried about anything like that? She was like, I think the beautiful thing about a relationship is you can kind of either like grow with a person Mm -hmm. and like, or like before you guys get engaged. And so like you decide all your boundaries, all those things. And like, then you build your family after that, or like, or you can also like be with someone and like grow together in Mm -hmm. determining your future. Right. Um, and that there's not again not one is better than the other as long as like they're healthy boundaries and yes everything is just not for everybody (laughs) that's the thing (laughs) and I kind of feel like like me and Dallas we're kind of like in the middle of that because yeah we moved in together after like four months of dating Mm -hmm. but we didn't get married until we had been together for 
almost three years, which is not yeah. a super long amount of time, but you know, it's pretty substantial. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Nobody was side eyeing when we got yeah. engaged or yeah. like that. So yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. You just learn so much about people and you know, time is is definitely a very, very good teacher, but it's not everything because there are people who have been in relationships for 10, 15 years and they get married and you know, people change, especially mm-hmm. when you and bring a child into the situation um sometimes. So yeah, like I saw a TikTok the other day. And it was like <laughs> parenthood unlocks like a whole unlocks like a whole new level of arguments. Yeah. <laughs> because I, you don't know that person as a parent and you don't know yourself as a parent. And then when yeah. you become them, you're changing, you're becoming different people at that point, also. Yeah. And a lot of situations can't handle that. A lot of situations can't handle marriage. You just never know. So exactly. So when you take mind. something like the bachelor red mm-hmm. and you're in this ideal state and everything's perfect, mm-hmm. and you guys are like yeah, you had to live in a hotel for a little bit, which sucked, but like now you're eating like five course dinner meals and you're in ball gowns and it's suits so all the time. Like, it's like, you a, know, literally a romance novel. L- you know, I told John Michael, I said, I probably fall in love with all these people too. I am falling yeah. in love with all these people. Yeah. Like, girl, listen, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, but me normally yep. is me sitting here with this bun on top of my head in my sweats. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very different. Yep. It's very, very different. Yep. Yep. So let's see. We are down to the wire pretty much. We only have like a handful of what two? Is it two more episodes? I think Mental All is next week. And then is it the finale the week after? I want to say either it, sometimes they split the finale yeah. two nights or two weeks. The fan- yeah, two. it's it's so oh, yeah, fantasy suites. We have fantasy suites, yeah. which okay. Fantasy yeah. suites are the wildest thing in the world. Like, can we, like, we don't really talk about that, but like fantasy suites essentially is like, here are keys to go hook up. And Mm -hmm. then we're going to, then you have to talk about your hookup on national television. It is wild. It is the, it is like the most wild thing. And then like they, they (laughs) leave it so ambiguous most of the time to where you don't know if people slept together or if they didn't sleep together. And obviously there's been controversy in the past about leads sleeping with multiple people over fantasy suites, but it's like, but what do you expect when you give them a room and keys and finally some time alone, like the ideal thing to do is to take the opportunity to get to know that person outside of the cameras. (laughs) And that is what a lot of people do, but you're there all night. Like why is it, and why is it called fantasy suites if that's what you right. want them to do right it's like they're like oh it's time away from the camera like do with this what you want like what are these people gonna do <laughs> you've been building this up for six weeks like it's ridiculous it's it so is ridiculous. the most wild fantasy suites to me just blow my mind yep. like I agree. I totally agree. So yeah, so I guess we have three more episodes. We have Hometowns, Fantasy Suites, and then the finale may or may not be split into Yeah. And some and sometimes they like will put um Mentel All, like they'll play a little bit of the episode and mm-hmm. then it will be Mentel All. Girl. So we'll see what I hate those t- they don't tell nothing. They I don't know. tell anything. <laughs> Like what is being so like they, they just like take their last opportunity to argue. The people who hated each other argue a little bit. Some people who were mean to Michelle are gonna be on there and be assholes again, or they may apologize. Like yeah. my favorite my favorite part of Mentel All though is that like so the way that Mentel All works is that like they play the episodes that mm-hmm. are airing. And like so people are responding on social media, like you're getting yeah. a social media mm-hmm. response, you're getting real-time response, you're getting Reddit, you're getting all of those things. And then they like film after the final rose like two weeks ago like Mm -hmm. this like this was very recent that they filmed it so I always love when they come in and they're like 
well, you said on Instagram that like, it's just petty. <laughs> it is petty. <laughs> Isn't probably it the is most drama of the whole season. It's very, very petty. And I kind of, I wish, um, I wish Bachelor in Paradise had some type of after yeah. the final rose, you know, mixed in with the men slash women tell mm-hmm. all, like, where after everything is said and done, like maybe like a month or so after taping is over, they have like a reunion special where it, people get to hash yeah. it out. I think that yeah. would be very interesting. That would be a great one. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think so, too. <laughs> so okay I guess this is gonna be our last episode before we know who the official winner is all right final Michelle, prediction yes if she's engaged and all that so who is who who does she pick at the end? I'm going Nate I'm going Nate I'm going she's chasing the 20 percent. she's mm-hmm. thinking that she can make this work and I uh, I think it's Nate that's what I'm going with and okay second part of this question are her and Nate's still together and do you think they're going to stay together and actually make it down the aisle okay I think her and Nate are still together because I think as we talked about a little earlier with Tasha and Zach Mm -hmm. like the period from like so the period from when you get engaged to when you go public they call it happy couple time and so Mm -hmm. like essentially what they will do is they will like fly you both out to a non-discreet resort and like put you up for a week together, like multiple times um, during from when uh, filming finished Mm -hmm. to when um, it all airs. So I think that they will stay together Mm -hmm. and then they'll do the big press run and they'll, so like the month after they go public, there's just press and podcast and all the things. Um, But I don't think they make it down the aisle. Mm. Which is sad. I don't know. It's a track record. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope so too. Um, It's like, I feel like I'm going through the same dilemma as Michelle because my (laughs) heart is telling me Nate, but my head just feels like her and Joe make so much more sense. And I just... I could just see them like I could see them getting married. I yeah. think if she oh, 100%. Was Joe, I think they have a very, very good chance of getting actually married. And if she chooses Nate, I just don't see the odds being in their favor. I just think that is as sweet and nice as Nate is, I just feel like he is just he's still I feel like he's still in his playboy phase of his life yeah. I don't think he's in the husband phase of his life yet I just no. don't like there's a reason why his parents said that there's a reason why he said what he said exactly um, especially now he knows he's going to come off this with fame yep but girl. I still chose him girl yes <laughs> yeah you know what I'm just gonna go all in we'll be on the same team well we'll go in, in with Nate on Nate even though I don't have a lot of faith in it working out unfortunately oh, and I'm so really- sad oh yeah yeah, I just feel like, oh, girl, Joe is right there. You know, know. Joe is wonderful and too. We don't talk about him. And he's wonderful and he's sweet. And he also too is attractive and- Very like, normal. Yes. Nate is not a normal guy. I feel no. like Nate is meant to be famous or something like that. And right. Joe is a very normal, gorgeous man. Normal, gorgeous man. Mm-hmm. You guys have a great life material. in Minnesota. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think if it was like five years in the future, Michelle definitely would pick Joe. But yeah. I feel like she's kind of in her young, you know, impressionable. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, eyed I'm sure Nate gives her all the butterflies and all no. that. And if Nate was not on this show, then Joe, you know, yep. obviously would have been it. But I think it's going to be Nate too. Mm. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm, <scared. laughs> I'm like, I'm so scared. 
<laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's going to be a lot these next three episodes. So I know. <laughs> if y'all so thought this, this this was a lot just wait till the next three episodes <laughs> i know and i'm actually gonna really like watch closely. well these are the these are the best these episodes the mm-hmm. like if anyone hasn't been watching or like you think you're too far behind you're not this is the time to tune in this is like literally the last three episodes are always the best and it's yep. what here's what i here's my thing mm-hmm. i think it these last three episodes keep us intrigued for the next mm-hmm. season because like it ends so well that you're yes. like okay I have to watch the next one I mean literally the only episode I saw of Rachel Lindsay season was the finale with the mm-hmm. whole Peter and mess and that reeled me in so much from that one episode <laughs> I had to watch Ari's whole season and got my life like <laughs> and here we episodes. are and here we are Yep, and history is made. Yep, exactly, exactly. Oh, well, Lord, this has been so fun. And I am so excited to talk about the finale and all those things with you in a couple of weeks. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for rocking with us. Make sure you give us some feedback on social media, DM us or comment on the show on Spotify or on Instagram and let us know, like, who is your final pick? No spoilers, please. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, we have made it it spoiler-free this far. Yes, and let us know. Are we crazy or do y'all love Native Witches? <laughs> are we doing too much? Are, are we, we just te- fangirling? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But guys, awesome. thank you so much, Laura, and thank y'all so yeah. much for listening. And we will talk to y'all soon.